Hello, and welcome to the Zircona Growth Insights Podcast, bringing clarity to the complexities of consumer behavior. Episodes feature industry experts, partners, and guests across the 26 industries we track, representing nearly $4 trillion in global consumer spending. Our goal is to give you transformative insights and the most complete view of consumer and market opportunities. Hello, and welcome to Growth Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Joan Driggs. Today, I'm joined by Joe Derachowski, Circana's Vice President and Industry Advisor, Home and Home Improvement, and Ben Arnold, Executive Director, Industry Analyst, Consumer Technology. Together, this team will have some interesting observations on Black Friday, I hope. Um, Joe's insights on home purchases, including everything from appliances to home furnishings, really, in my opinion, acts as kind of a mirror um, on consumer sentiment and behavior. And Ben has been covering the tech industry for more than 15 years, so he knows what's hot. Um, He focuses on video, audio, and connected home categories. So Joe and Ben, welcome. Um, Today is less than a week from Black Friday while we're talking here. And while some holiday shopping takes place before Black Friday, it's really Black Friday that kicks that holiday spending into high gear. So I can't say that you know, this is really Black Friday really as a crystal ball to what's to come. Maybe you can weigh in on that. But I'd like each of you to tell me how things went in your areas or the areas that you cover. And if any of those, if any of what you saw surprised you. So Joe, I'm going to start with you. And how did Black Friday go for the home sector? Well, uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here. With, with the home sector, um, it, things are pretty much progressing as anticipated. Uh, we saw a decline in units of 4% and, uh, and dollars down 2%. And while we like to see growth, that still is doing better than what we originally were going through throughout the rest of the year, which was more of a high single digits decline. So it's a little bit of a better place. But if we look overall for Q4, when we're, our forecast that we had, we're really tracking spot on with what the initial forecast is. So everything that we've seen really wasn't too much a surprise. Um, Do I wish it was growth? Yes, but it is what we planned. It's tracking exactly what the consumer has. You know, it's kind of an interesting part right now. When we think of the, we're we're in a bit of a pull forward for the home industry. Um, We had such a large growth that happened in 20 and 21 that there's some products out there where consumers are using it high, but sales are not necessarily falling. So a little bit of a pull forward. This year, we also had some of the drivers of holidays sometimes happens during the summer, whether it's a new home or a large kitchen remodel. And we saw a little bit of those down this year too. So we were kind of forecasting that this holiday was going to be down slightly, but we always think that Black Friday of all the 13 weeks that are in this core period is one of the primary indicators and that was down, but a little bit better than what we expected. So good news, bad news. However, from the dollar's perspective, it was still up significantly versus pre-pandemic. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to come back to you for a little bit more on that. But Ben, what did consumer tech look like for Black Friday? Very similar to home in that sales were a mixed bag. Tech ended the Black Friday week down 4% in revenue which if you compare that to the larger year trend of down 11% is not necessarily good news or is not necessarily an improvement. But what I would say is 
it shows that consumers are waiting for discounts and promotions. They're saving up for those sale events. And Black Friday, as Joe mentioned, is probably the most important sales event of the year in technology. So it, it showed a, a definite change in the behavior of consumers waiting for that, that sales event. And when I look at some of the categories, again, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, unit sales and TVs were, were up, which is a good story. But the other part of that story is consumers are trading down to different brands and different features and looking for the best possible deals on the biggest screens possible. We have some new categories like virtual reality, which uh, I think will perform very well uh, this holiday season, item trackers as well. So there is growth, but those are in some of the smaller categories, categories like televisions and computers uh, in certain corners of the audio market are still kind of down. And those are our big revenue categories. And that I think maps to this idea of the purchase cycle and demand and when do consumers need the next TV or need the next computer. And those are a lot of the things that have ailed the technology industry leading up to Black Friday. So at least one of the things we can pull from this is there was a little bit more activity than we'd seen throughout the year. And that some of these promotions really prompted action on the part of consumers. Okay, so I want to get a little clarity there. So you mentioned the tech was down 4% revenue, got that, but that you said it looked better than the larger trend of 11% down. Is that gen merch? Is that compared to last year? What is that? Where is that 11% coming from? That is in consumer technology. Uh, okay. Pardon, pardon me for that. So the consumer technology industry has performed at negative 11 for most of this year. Black Friday week was down, you know, just 4%. And uh, again, my hypothesis is consumers were waiting for these hyper promotional times to make a purchase. So that's how this negative looks like a positive? <laughs> I, think, I think so. I, I think, think so. You guys are spinning some stuff for me here. Okay, I'm all right with that. And then one last thing, Ben, you mentioned item tracks trackers. Is that like an air tag, you know, something where you stick it to a device so you know where it is? Exactly. And okay. there are new brands coming out with their their own version of the, the air tag. We've got uh, trackers for pets, which are resonating in the data. So this is really kind of a growing segment of the market, which is a, a really a totally new product category. Right. So it's small, but it's interesting and it's worth watching. Right. Okay. Exactly. So did either of you venture into physical stores on Black Friday or over the weekend? Because I know Black Friday is kind of now a blurry thing, but did any of you actually get out? I was I was out at the stores. Uh, I was out early. I was out in the middle of the day. I was out a little bit later. And from a activity or traffic perspective, I saw the parking lots pretty full uh, in my morning trips. When I went into the stores a little bit more deeply, there was a, a decent amount of activity, but I would say that it was really more similar to a, a normal Saturday. And the thing that I'll, I'll say about the traffic question is we have so many ways now that we can buy products over 
Black Friday and these promotional times, mobile, online, curbside pickup. So I think the the nature of the shopping event has changed a little bit, especially as tech is is concerned, because tech used to be about these door busters, the $99 65-inch TV. And while we still have a lot of those, you can obtain those, those deals in multiple ways in addition to showing up in person at the store. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, my anecdote here, I guess, really is in more of Joe's space. Um, my husband and I bought a refrigerator over the weekend, which is, you know, one of the most fun things that you can do ever. But we researched we researched that thing so much online that when we got to the store, we immediately found a salesperson, which was not hard. And I was shocked, said, take me to this. And the deal was done and we were out of there in minutes. So to me, that really, and we saved significant money because it was on special. But to me, that was kind of a sign of how things have changed um, for Black Friday. It used to be where you might know what you were going to run to when you got in, but so were 500 other people. So Joe, tell us about your experience if you actually went into a store. Well, uh, so I got to admit this year on Black Friday, I was actually in Paris and I can tell you, I oh. thought it was I thought it was interesting going down the Champs-Élysées of all these signs on every single store had Black Friday signs, which is fascinating since there's no Thanksgiving. So I just think it's interesting how Black Friday has taken off across the globe. How do you say Uh, Black Friday in French, Joe? That part I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But what I can say is when I got back over the weekend, though, is still over the weekend, I went to my traditional stores that I go to and talked to the store managers and got their feeling on traffic. And very much what Ben said is they said the traffic was kind of normal, similar to what they saw last year. Didn't see as much things being taken away, but saw a lot of traffic. And I've seen over the years, historically, though, I've always gone out on Black Friday and you've seen this shift from it being, like you said, it's it's a battle for the deal that is out there right now to much more of a social event. Like the people that are out there earlier, the people that are out, they're having fun. Like it's a way to kick off the season. So it's like the temperament of Black Friday shopping has really changed and it has become much more of an event. The observations that I did see, and again, this was on Sunday, so a couple of days later, is one, what a great time to be a consumer for the home. Uh, I, I'm not sure it's very good for manufacturers, but when I'm seeing, you know, two crockpots for thirty some dollars, or or I'm seeing a a uh, a toaster for five dollars, like you're seeing a lot of different categories that are really getting tremendous deals that are out there. I saw a lot of promotions for bedding and a lot of throw throw blankets that people have in the 50 to 65% range. So this is a great time if you're looking for bedding. We saw a lot of uh, marketing and organization and storage in areas. And we did see some innovations, which is, you know, over the last few years, we haven't seen a lot of innovation and still maybe not to the degree that it has been in years past, but at least I saw some. So I was happy to see a little bit of that. And I did see the retailers do a, a lot of innovative marketing, some areas really marketing the payment plans that go across to help consumers. Uh, definitely all the logistics challenges of taking out to your car and other areas that people have to make the shopping experience easier. So there's been really some refinement of those, um, but all in all, from what I've heard, the people that were there that day and at the time that I was there is the traffic was 
pretty consistent to last year. And it was very much a holiday mood, huh? Okay. Yes. Can I just add a, a quick note there on the, the store visits? Um, it's not that long ago when many of the retailers were open on Thursday. And this is now a, a couple of years where stores have not been open on Thursday, where we've just been focused on Black Friday in the mornings. And even as we talk about these challenges to demand and the challenges to retail, I have not heard the idea of bringing back Thursday openings, which I think says something about, um, you know, the sort of the preservation of that holiday time and, uh, you know, and the folks that work at the retail stores. But just something that Joe said that kind of sparked an idea is that there was a little bit of a, a different demographic that came out Thursday evenings uh, that, you know, maybe that brought out a, a different type of a shopper. I, I confess to being a little bit bored with the football on Thursday night and maybe wanted to go look at some TVs, but um, I just opened up my, my laptop. But I do think that there are some changes that we're now living through uh, with respect to, to Black Friday. And I think the other observation that I had, and again, one of Joe's comments sparked it, it is we had historically thought about tech being one of just the, the major categories at Black Friday, and, and it still is, but a lot of what we've talked about this year kind of leading up to the holidays has been technology being challenged for a, a piece of the household budget. And that was very much on display when I did my store visits on Black Friday, that there was a lot of promotion, a lot of signage in, in other areas of the store. Yes, there were cool products and signage in tech, um, but it really felt like tech was uh, trying to get a, a piece of the, the a share of the voice in the store, which, again, I think is something that plays out in our data as well. I, I think well, it, it's interesting. I always love talking with you, Ben, because you get me thinking about things. As the shopping, as we think about the broader basket that the consumer has, and with shopping for Black Friday being such a social event in addition to that. I just wonder if there's an innovation opportunities for retailers to, to one, maybe either create conversations or more social sharing while they're shopping and or ways to influence the broader basket going across other categories that maybe hasn't done in the past. Is there more innovations that's out there with the with the VR and augmented reality that is in part of the shopping equation? Are there things that we can do to really make Black Friday become that fun social event, even more than it is now, but even be something that we've never dreamed of down the road? I think there's an opportunity there. Well, you you know, you you guys have brought up a couple things. Um, and Ben, I want to go back to that different demographic that you were talking about. You know, is it is it people who are, you know, almost to Joe's point, are looking for some kind of a social experience and maybe they wouldn't normally be out on a Thursday evening on a holiday shopping? Like, tell me a little bit more about that different demographic. I think I think absolutely you've hit on it that uh, the electronic shopper at 8 or 9 p.m. is probably going to be different than the electronic shopper at 5 a.m. when the, the store opens. Uh, and just, just thinking about reaching consumers when they are looking for products or when they're in the hunt and when there's demand uh, and trying to fulfill you know, those, those interests. And uh, that was, uh, again, I know a, a big stress on the retail industry, 
But however, it was a, a different environment when I went to stores on Thursday nights. There was there was often a lot of music. There were uh, very busy. There were people lined up outside the, the store at, at midnight waiting for it to open. So, you know, there's there's some energy there. Nobody really wants to be working on Thanksgiving, uh, but we do see that there are, are challenges in our industry. So what are some creative ways that we can come up with to, to go around some of those things? And I mean, Joe brought up things like virtual reality. Maybe it's the confluence of a social uh, technology, digital driven experience that you maybe don't have to go to the stores for, but um, is an opportunity to shop and, and look at products. Sure. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was with sneakers, um, you know, like or new gym shoes that were launched. And it was almost like a virtual hunt for clues to be able to snag one of those early purchases. You still had to purchase a really pricey pair of shoes, but it was gamification of just being lucky enough to get a ticket. So for sure, I, I completely agree. And I do think it's just so interesting to think about, you know, almost like holiday shopping or whatever, Black Friday shopping being like the new Christmas tree, you know, like this is this marks the new, the next iteration or whatever your holiday decorations might be. So you've both given me what you think is a positive view of a negative result. <laughs> but what does this mean if you were to look ahead for the whole holiday gifting season? Does that mean that we're also looking for something that's improved versus the rest of the year or maybe from last year, um, but isn't quite what we'd hoped for? Joe, let me start with you on that one. What do you think is going to, how does this, how does this shine a light on the rest of the holiday season? Well, I think what I would say is, you know, we, we have a future of home where we do a forecast on over 160 some subcategories. And in looking at this overall, our forecast is spot on. So what we've been working with our clients, what we've been communicating uh, to the market out there, we the so right now things are exactly what we were suggesting they were going to be at this time, and things are playing out. So if you plan the business, uh, things should be fine because you're managing towards that. So overall, I think the good news is we're managing towards what we are planning for. And what does that what does that look like? We're looking at a seven percent decline in units and a 4% decline in dollars. Okay, so still a positive negative? Yeah. Well, dollars will be up 17% versus 2019. That's the positive part of it. Okay, that, you know what? That is positive. I knew if you dug further, you'd find it. <laughs> ben, there's, always, there's always a bright spot out there. Oh, I love that. Ben, how about you? What does this portend? I think what this portends is just uh, uh, it, it, it frames up a continually challenged consumer. And I think the, again, the, the big question is demand. And when, right, what is it going to take to spark demand in the consumer electronics market? One of the talking points that, that we have had for a long time is there's been a, a lack of innovation. So there have been fewer new products coming in the retail and, and they represent a smaller portion of sales. So 
We take that to mean that there are fewer new products available to consumers. And if I'm thinking about yeah. CES, which is in a, a month or so you know, time, I think one of the things that I'm looking for out of the show is where's the innovation? What can consumers look forward to in the year to come? Uh, because I think th that is what's going to spark some interest and, and get people investing uh, in the category again. Um, since Joe is talking forecasts, our, our forecast for Q4 is pretty close as well. Uh, I think our, our Black Friday number was down 4%, uh, but our forecast number for fourth quarter is that revenue will be down 3%. I think we'll be down a little bit uh, sh more sharply than that. Um, but Again, what this says is that there is a you know a challenged consumer that I think still intrinsically wants and needs technology, uh, but is having to make some compromises and trade-offs in order to to get new technology. Whether it's holding off that new TV purchase for another couple months, or it's maybe looking for a a, a different brand, a lower cost brand, or a product with a couple fewer features. You know, whatever that looks like, a sale is a sale, and and you know that is positive movement for technology. But I think if we're able to, again, kind of engage consumers with new products and new experiences, that ultimately is is what's going to re-energize the market. I, I agree with you so much with that. I mean, it it is the innovation is the key to growth in the future. Uh, if we think about it, the consumer still has all these pains and wishes. We have this new life. We're living a hybrid life. So our time, our needs are different on days that you work from home versus days you go into the office. And because of that, there creates an opportunity for innovation to help solve those new needs that the consumer has. We There are so many people that are expanded the living spaces where we entertain or work or whatever the case may be. All of those have an opportunity to make those areas better. We have so many new pet owners that are out there. There's a lot of opportunities for that set of consumers. And there is a desire still for experience. We're looking for new. Mm -hmm. One of the great things about us consumers is we love new. Right. And, and, and I will say, you know, Joe, you and I just talked about this hybrid, hybrid life. So there is another podcast out there talking about this very topic. Um, so it sounds to me like you are giving manufacturers like the nudge that they need. I'm sure they probably don't need it. You know, they they see what's they see the landscape as well. You've talked to them enough. But if you're a retailer, how do you cue this up for you know, the next year, um, because, and, and I'm not asking for a forecast for 2024, um, but I am saying, okay, retailers plan so far in advance. From what you've observed this year, what recommendations would you make for next year? You know, would it be more of that in-store delight? Would it be more merchandising? Would it be more of those little logistical things that you've already talked about, like making the experience so much nicer, getting the product out to your car, you know, what are some things that you would say could still drive that in-store excitement? Well, uh, I'll start a little bit here. First of all, the good news is everybody's still going to get a holiday gift at some point. So that's one good place. <laughs> it's a big behavior. But I think the other part is for mine is the, the whole fourth quarter has so many needs above and beyond just gift giving. 
And so can we market to each of those little life moments differently? So, you know, early part of October, you got tailgating season and camping season, and you've got people who are trying to maybe do baking for school activities. You've got Halloween that is there. You've got fall cleanup, that first part of November that always happens in preparation for the needs of a Thanksgiving meal or a Christmas meal that is very different than a traditional Thursday evening meal that you have. So there's different needs to solve. You've got holiday entertaining with friends the first and second weekend in December. Can you better market to that as well as New Year's Eve? And just the essence, if you have guests spending the night at your house, and then let alone after the holidays, when you've got people who may be off on vacation looking for an activity and that becomes shopping. So the key is, how do we market to each of these different occasions throughout this period uh, is the key. If you can somehow market and tap into that more effectively next year than you did this year, I think there's a bigger chance to make some money. Interesting. Ben, how about you? Very similar to, to what Joe said. I think part of this is timing and with demand for technology, I don't know if the word is precarious or unpredictable, but how can you be there for the customer when they're ready to make that PC purchase? What is the timing? What is the, the promotion that'll kind of perk them up and get them ready to spend? So really paying attention to if it's seasonality or just some of these stages that consumers are going through, I think is, is really important. And I think the other piece of this is what, what are people doing? What is What are the trends? And in technology, there are a couple things that, that I think retailers have really responded to. Um, if you're focused on like the creator space at all, people that are uh, making videos and other types of digital content, you know, we've seen increases in, in certain areas of the digital camera market, which are cameras, definitely devoted to digital creators, uh, lights, microphones, all of the accessories that go around that, uh, or something like virtual reality, which is uh, you know, a different trend, but one that has its own kind of ecosystem. Um, or is the trend around things like AI and chat GPT, and how does that augment my consumer electronics products or even further, how does it change my shopping experience with the retailer? So I'm, I'm a technology guy. I am uh, somebody who is, is always gonna fall on the side of innovation and tech and what's new. And to me and their importance to our industry, those are the things that really come to the top. So I want to you know connect with you guys again before CES because I know that is where the innovation is going to really come from. I think that we'll see in the in the year to, year ahead. Um, so I'm going to do that. But I, I just want to ask one last question, and that is like, are the sales over? Like, are those big pushes over? I mean, Ben, you just you just mentioned. You know, are you in the right place with the right assortment at the right price point to get those people to make that big purchase? Is there still an opportunity for consumers to save to make that big purchase? So oftentimes the holiday season is determined by the success, not so much of Black Friday, but of the last two weeks before the holiday, before Christmas. And if those last couple of weeks are strong, we typically have what we call a, a good holiday. Uh, 
So with that in mind, I think that, that retailers and manufacturers are looking very closely at the cadence of the season and how these weeks are going. And is there an opportunity to unleash a, a promotion later in the season? Are, are some of our clients maybe holding back on those promotional dollars um, and waiting to see how these next couple of weeks go? I, I don't think it's all said and done with respect to holiday shopping and deals. I think that there will be more deals to, to get as we go through the season, uh, principally because there's a lot of ground that consumer technology needs to make up. So why not make it more enticing for consumers to come out and invest in your products? Hey, and I'm all in favor of, you know, using those promos to get rid of a lot of inventory to make room for innovation. Exactly. Am I listen? I see. I listen. I listen. Um, I want to thank you both so much. Um, I think resoundingly across the board, um, you are trying to shine or find the silver lining of something that's a little bit of a dark cloud, but that's okay. Um, you are definitely considering innovation as your North star for, for anything, for all these purchases, because that's what's going to excite consumers. Um, but we are, you know, consumers are still really in economically anxious. Um, so I do hope that retailers are able to pull out some more promos. But I love the fact that even from last year to this year, you're seeing more positives in store. Um, there's still a lot of room for communicating with consumers in better ways, but you are seeing definite improvements in the way retailers and brands are responding to communications and making the shopping experience so much more interesting um, for consumers. So Ben, I'm with you. I hope that shopping on Thursday, you know, the great family day, family and friend day stays sacred, but um, hey, Black Friday, bring it on. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Sarcotic Growth Insights podcast so you don't miss an episode. And let us know what you'd like us to cover. We'll serve it up in a future episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review Sarcana Growth Insights. Want to learn more? Visit us at Sarcana.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.